1: Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. You know, I want to invite you to go to outcomesrocket.com slash reviews and let us know what you think of today's episode that's outcomesrocket.com slash reviews. Now, without further ado, I want to introduce our outstanding guest. His name is Alex Fair. He is the managing partner of MedStarter Ventures. Uh, he's been in healthcare for quite some time. MedStarter is a platform. Think of Kickstarter specifically aimed at medical companies. And so he's been in this business for quite some time brings a lot of experience, and is also a specialist in, uh, in pathology. So he's, he's gotten into the trenches. He's, he's played front line, and he's also been very strategic in the things that he's done lately. And so what I want to do is just uh, give Alex a very warm welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Thanks, all. Great to be here, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. So
0: tell me, you've
1: been in this game for quite some time now. What is it that got you into healthcare, Alex?
0: Uh, I was actually uh, studying physics, um, and uh, and my grandmother got sick, and she and her sisters all died of breast cancer, and so I figured I'd do something a little bit more proximal. Um, so I started doing uh, cancer research uh, right out of school and then started a PhD program uh, in pathology, um, and then almost four years later, I dropped out to start ExpertMed, which was an early expert system for cancer. Uh, what we would now call evidence-based medicine for revenue cycle management. So that company got, um, sold, uh, pretty quickly. And, uh, I became a CIO in my twenties and kind of never looked back. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, uh, bench research and science, and I like to stay as close to it as I can. Um, but, yeah, you know, I figured if I could uh, help um, a thousand doctors, help a thousand patients every couple of weeks with some new invention like expert med, um, that I could have a much greater impact. And so so I've been doing that for a while. And so my seventh startup was uh, MedStarter. Um, and MedStarter is a place that isn't just about my ideas and things that I can create my teams, but uh, hundreds of other teams. And so if we can help, so now to scale up from the original idea of, you know, can I make one discovery in my lifetime versus helping thousands and thousands of doctors, um, you know, do new and creative things. Um, so if we can take, you know, hundreds of people like me or even thousands of people like me who have a good idea and get them from the lab bench or from the medical office, you know, into the hospitals, into the big distribution channels, into the established medicine uh, protocols, you know, whether it's Thermal treatment of tumors versus, you know, chemotherapy, or something you wear on your watch on your wrist that that helps you stay fit and engaged, or even like an app that like cures lupus, you know, which or depression. And these are all things that we've seen and helped get, you know, across the chasm from great idea to into the market. And you know, the the things that we've helped, are, you know in millions of people's, uh, patient care protocols, um, just ideas that we've seen in the last couple of months, you know, have gotten into 30 hospitals, awesome. uh, you know, from, from a single pilot, you know, so, so something as simple as replacing the radio in an ambulance, right. Mm-hmm. Which you think would have happened 20 years ago or 10 years ago, or even five years ago, but no, a company that was founded five years ago, you know, it was having trouble. A lot of the founders had quit and they had a product and they had a pilot, but they had no actual customers and not enough revenue to really scale or do anything and no invest, no more new investors. And so they come into the Minnesota platform and they win a contest and then suddenly they're in 12 hospitals and they've got another million in, in revenue and another nice. 750 grand in sales. And, and they were our first portfolio company. Yeah. That's um, awesome. What
1: so, company is that?
0: Uh, it's called Twiash. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, I had, uh, I had, I had the CEO on the show. She's
0: awesome, man. Yeah. She's the best. <laughs> she um, is sharp. And, and she, you know, she hadn't quit her day job. She was, you know, she was continuing to, you know, sort of keep it moving along. And then John Hui joined her and, you know, came in little money and some BD. He's also a second time entrepreneur. And you see this a lot. You see these, uh, three-legged stools with only two legs, you know, and mm-hmm. what should be a three-legged stool with two legs. Um, or all the legs are on one side of the stool, you know, so they're all scientists and there's no business guy. So so we'd like to see full teams or, or to help full teams develop, um, things like that. And so, so now, you know, having done this so many times and seen so many companies come through, we know what we're looking at and what these teams need. So we basically have like a farm system. So we'll do a week-long hyper-accelerator. We've got another one coming up in January. Um, we do, when, when somebody puts their project side, so let, me, let me back up a little bit. So sure. MedStarter is a crowdfunding site, as you said, like yes. Kickstarter, but designed for healthcare. So instead of it just being rewards that uh, consumers can get, Um, so, uh, so something like, uh, what was that watch, the Pebble watch where yeah. somebody can get this thing. And this, you know, Eric Medzikovsky was one of our first, he was the guy who started the Pebble, was one of the first guys that we interviewed to try to figure out how crowdfunding works. And it's he's, he, was, he was a great first mentor. Love it. Um, but anyway, so, so Eric's watch was great because everybody could get it. It was new, it was different, and it was, you know, several years ahead of its time. And by buying it for $99, you could get something that was going to cost $300 you know in 4 years right. yeah. you know as a prototype and so so that concept works reasonably well for consumer products not so well for something that a hospital has to implement or a physician has to install. I and mean, you're not gonna buy right. a stent that way. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <time. laughs> like, let, let me put uh, this stent graph here. <laughs>
1: yeah, let me just get that. it's got the, the home installation. <laughs> coffee table, coffee table. <laughs>
0: you just lay down right there. I'll take Audi, okay, can you come home with us? <laughs> anyway, so um so yeah, so so healthcare is different because you know it's totally. an indirect sale. You're not going directly to the consumer at, while the patient and the physician ultimately want to get Get better care or give better care. Um, they're not usually the ones paying for it, and they're not always the ones, you know, implementing it and what have you. So, so like we just did a, a challenge for the American Medical Informatics Association. Most people don't even have a clue what informatics is, right? Um, and if you said something like fire hydrant, where fire is spelled F H I R, and hydrant is spelled H I E D R E N T, okay. Means nothing to the general populace, right? But to uh, tech, tech geeks they think it's funny, <laughs> and they think it's hey, a fire hydrant. Yeah, there is that fire hose of data, that terabyte of data that came in this morning. Mm. I need a way to deal with that, right? And how am I going to implement it and you know, get it across the enterprise and things like that? So it gets HIT managers like me. I'm not an HIT manager, but it'll always be that part of my brain. It's in your um, DNA. Uh, you know, you would make a data warehouse and forget it. You just can't forget the tables.
1: <laughs> you can never leave. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so so um, so yeah. So crowdfunding needed to be different for healthcare. And I had actually gone out. One of my co-founders was the original developer of uh, Kickstarter. So Mike Pence. Oh, not, very cool. Not that Mike Pence. Different Mike Pence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so so Mike. So I turned to Mike and I and I and I, and I saw that there were no healthcare innovation projects that had succeeded on any of the crowdfunding sites that existed at the time, which were, there were my menus, early Indiegogo and Kickstarter. And I found one and it was about a, it was a movie about how much the hospital, the healthcare system was broken. So that, that didn't really count. That wasn't an innovation. That was just a whiny movie. Right. Um, so, so I said to Mike, how long till you can get up a version uh, of a Kickstarter-like site. Let's call it H Kickstarter, I think was the original name. Yeah. Yeah. We were not worried about making a business out of it. We just wanted to get our fourth Something startup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we had this other startup. My name is Alex B. Fair. Yeah, it's, it's like a directive. And so I had uh, I'd started a price transparency site called Fair Care MD, where doctors and patients could be in a on prices that were fair to both. And, uh, and so I'd gotten, you know, a hundred doctors to say yes. And I'd gotten half a million people to the site and we were helping, you know, thousands of people save money on their care, but we had no business model, which is definitely something you should do before you, <laughs>
1: start.
0: Yeah, that could was be detrimental, you know, it was like my victory lap. It was like my, <laughs> my fourth startup and I was like, okay, let me go do something really difficult, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I had enough money to fund it myself, and so what happened with it? So I went to go crowdfund it, and I discovered the first rule of crowdfunding, which is if you can't get people to pay for it, you probably shouldn't do it. And you know, so and and even before you build it. Um, so yeah, so like seventy thousand people came to the site because like TechCrunch, Wall Street Journal, Next Economy, everybody wrote about you know MedStarter, the new Kickstarter for healthcare. And so we got all these people to the site and I had two projects on the site and it was really, I literally threw the thing up in like a week. Um, so it had fair care MD and it had Medstarter. but yeah, we had quickly, like last minute we changed the name from H Kickstarter where the H was silent to med starter. Uh, like it. <laughs> yeah. It's just a joke really. Yeah. Anyway. So a bunch of people funded Medstarter, and, and we said, okay, I guess that's the first. Thing to learn is you listen to the customer. The customer, you know, wants um, wants a crowdfunding site made for healthcare. Okay, we can do that. So, so, so we just switched the team over to 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 Midstarter, well, some of it, and um, and uh, we kept Faircare going for a little while. But you know, it's hard to ride two horses, and especially when one of them is like a rocket ship. and You know, you're not, and the other ones
1: stand a- on the rocket.
0: Stand the, the outcomes yeah. rocket. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, you like rockets.
1: <laughs> I do. And <laughs> then just the horse has gotta stay. You know, sometimes listeners, you gotta leave the horse behind. And um and this is a great example, uh, Alex. Can, can can you give us an example of of something that you feel should be on every medical leader's agenda today? Uh,
0: interesting. Uh so you mean trends I and mean, so we see like about eleven hundred companies per year uh sometimes more uh, applying to use uh, medstar and there's so much really great stuff out there so uh, I think you know when I was a hospital CIO or or physician office uh, uh, I helped I was CIO to like 230 medical offices once upon a time so so I, that that mindset is still in my head as to you know that job is hard because you have all of these salespeople coming in and trying to get you to adopt the latest thing. And you hear all this stuff about using blockchain and you want to be innovative, but you don't know if you should build it or buy it or implement Epic or something like that. And I guess my message to all the the leaders is there's a lot of great stuff out there and a lot of great, you know, early stage companies that are full of really smart people who are doing amazing stuff that, you know, that the big guys really just can't do this quickly. So I remember when Dr. Crono first started, um, Mike and Dave Dan came out of uh, New York and they they got into Y Combinator and then they got into like a thousand doctor's offices and they were off to the races. But the ethos of those guys is such that they're so customer centric, right? I mean, I know Epic started as kind of a startup story not that long ago too, and I don't want to pick on Epic, but they are a good example of this. Um, you know, it's it's really hard for them to change to innovate and, and to 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 uh, keep adopting new ideas. I mean they got where they are by saying, you know, no to a thousand things and now they just kinda they're used to saying no. If you look at the guys from the team that won the AMIA challenge, who I think are gonna be extremely successful, uh, you know, they've got their first big customer. They're, you know, a couple of smart guys, very uh much listeners um and that they're ready to to build you know what needs to be built and they're listening to the right people i mean they've got any, any university behind them they've got 20 medical sooners uh that they're going to be rolling out in a couple of months and that you now this is the wave of the future now i'm not sure you want to get the bleeding edge first guys but when i was at ibm i spent a little time at ibm uh one of the things we used to say was uh, you know our biggest competitor is uh, three guys and a dog <laughs> so i guess yeah. i guess the should be out there actively looking for three guys and a dog because a lot of the times they are going to be the most innovative people in the room and are going to help you do what you want to do if you want to reduce readmissions or or uh, you know make uh, your hip pick scores go up or what have you whatever it is that, that is on your list of things to do um you know challenge the world to say hey i've got this problem who wants to help me solve it so open innovation programs i guess is is what i'm Kind of promoting here, and, and granted, I'm a carpenter with a hammer in my hand, and everything looks like a nail. But I do think that uh, open innovation programs can can uh, can really help uh, organizations. We've seen it time and time again, and things that you never would have imagined come out of the woodwork and get strapped to every kid in America to help them, you know, fight obesity or something. And that's a real project by Jen Olson. It's called IHT USA, and Adidas last year said they're going to put them on every kid in America, but she was a gym teacher with an innovative idea and no customers. <clears throat> so she entered one of our challenges. This one's sponsored by the American Heart Association. Um, and she got her first uh, 23 customers, or one customer with 23 locations. Love it. And, um, and then four months later, she was in 700 schools on a quarter million chests. Awesome. Um, and it's, it's back then it was a chest strap that you wore in gym class. They gave you like a heads up display of, who was exercising and who wasn't, but she was a gym teacher and she was trying to sell the gym teachers and she was having no luck because gym teachers can't buy anything similar to doctors. They don't usually buy their own innovations, right? It's usually the, you know, advocate system. or the, you know, exactly the systems. So if you are in charge of a system or a hospital, or whatever, you guys are the gatekeepers and you have to be out there looking and encouraging and adopting and, uh, and, and, Maybe running an innovation program, you know, we do open innovation programs, obviously.
1: That's such a great call out, at, um, Alex, and, and um, it's so, so on point, you know, I know i have definitely, you know, through the conferences I've been through, definitely know that there's already systems doing it, but not everybody is, you know, the, I know UPMC, you know, Providence, mm-hmm. and I've got some really great stuff cooking and you don't have to be a super large system like that to, to do this. What, what, uh, what, what tips would you give the the listeners if they want to start an innovation challenge? How do they do it?
0: Well, obviously you can go on MedStarter and, you know, click start a challenge. That's turnkey. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so, so one of my, one of my favorite guys, um, uh, in, in healthcare is, uh, Brent Stackhouse. And he's, he's at uh, Mount Sinai Ventures now. Um, and he actually, he, um, he met them at a health 20 event in New York. Nice. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so he's a great guy. But anyway, so I had him and a, and four or five other hospital innovation leaders or venture funds innovation leaders on stage uh, this summer at CityMD. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, People ask him, you know, how do you do this innovation? Program? What he said was uh, was very interesting, I thought, which was that he uses, you know, he's Mount Sinai has got like thirty two locations in uh, New York uh, tri state area, and so he basically uses his. Um, ancillary facilities, you know, so he'll have a small hospital in Queens and he'll use those as his canary in the coal mine, you know, and you can do this in a smaller hospital with just a department or whatever, or even just a group within a department. Um, but you know, try things, you know, um, and yeah, you don't have to implement them on your main system in your ED, whatever, you know, is your first new thing to try, or maybe put it on two ambulances or maybe, you know, have your, autoimmune specialty team look at you know that app that cures lupus or or whatever it is um so so well not cures, just puts it in remission but you Sorry, know yeah. if if you're on high dose corticosteroids being able to wean yourself off of high dose corticosteroids you're, you're gonna make your customers your your patients extremely happy if you can let them have babies and things like that, that you can't do if you're on prednisone you know so totally um, Oh, so yeah, Try problem. try things in small, small doses, you know, if, and then if it works, do more.
1: Yeah. And I like your, I, li- I love that tip. And, you know, this idea that, you know, three guys and a dog, uh, you know, are, are your, are your probably your competition and think about, think about that listeners, you know, who are those three guys, those three people and a dog and, and what can you do to keep your eye out for them and see what, innovations they could bring in. Uh, oftentimes it's that, um, you know, when a, an organization gets really large, innovation becomes harder and moving fast becomes harder. These, you know, smaller companies that are doing some bright things, what can you do to branch them into your your organization's uh, innovative fabric? I think that's such a great call out, Alex. Okay. Well, glad to help. Hey, so so, uh, talk to us about an exciting project or focus that you guys have going on at Medstarter right now.
0: So we uh, we want to find eight more companies to accelerate and invest in this year. Um, So our first three portfolio companies just rocket ships, and it proves the model. I mean, what what we noticed uh, last year was that if you looked at the first – we did a retrospective analysis of our first 76 companies, and we saw that 45% of them had gone on to raise additional capital to the tune of like $400 million. So they're raising like $312 offline for every dollar they raised online. Nice, right. so Crazy. And that was actually the old system. So we rebuilt the system from scratch. So after that, we, we looked at a lot of the metrics. We said, hey, we really like to know more information. And so we rebuilt the system so we could capture a lot more metrics. So now we got like 126 different metrics. They're all very predictive. And they tell us which companies are getting the clicks, are getting the views, are getting the shares, are getting pilots, partners, uh, tries, which is when a patient says, I want to try it. Um, and then we put on the invest button and almost immediately a company raised like $110,000 using it. And now uh, we've helped other companies raise a lot more than that. So I guess my point is, is that uh, we find that if a company is successful on MedStarter in one of our contests or what have you, and we, we've done uh, about 103 events now all over the country in about uh, 17 cities, 18 cities. Um, you guys and- are cranking yeah it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so so uh, so we find that if a company wins one of these contests and they're getting good crowd metrics, which are all those things we track all that, um, and they're good people, so we track that too um working and honest and not trying to cheat, um yeah, don't cheat. We'll see. Um, and uh, so how that's um. Awesome. It, it, especially if people – so once we took away – it used to be that people could only vote by, by putting money down. And so it's kind of hard to cheat that way. you got to spend a lot of money to make a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess some people tried. We saw it. Um, but anyway, so when you took away the money incentive, it really increased cheating. So we had to create all these metrics around cheating, um, which is fine. You know, um, It's kind of fun. It's like a little cat and mouse game. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah a, lot of, a lot of mice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised at where we found them too um, anyway sure, um so so I think the the thing for for um, uh, you know that we're working on now is is we you know we got these first three companies and they've all grown four to fifteen X in the first couple of months and we've you know had them in the portfolio. Um, and now we're looking for another eight. So doing it three times is great, but doing it, you know, 150 times over the next couple of years, that's going to be amazing. And I think everybody's going to want to invest this way um, by using, you know, systems like MedStarter to help figure it out. Now we run contests for sponsors. So we, so Amy, American medical association, Takeda all ran contests. We're running, we're starting one this week. A sneak peek. We're starting one this week for the city of New Orleans, which is going to be awesome. Oh, nice. Um, we've got one going on right now for our own investment funds. So there's 53 companies right now competing for people to click on their projects and to, to look at them and there's a lot of really amazing companies. As we went around the country this year in 10 different cities, we had pitch contests and the teams that did well in those pitch contests, we invited to come back to New York for uh, MedStarter Momentum, it's our annual conference in New York, which we put like 20 companies on stage and we say, hey guys, you know, what do you think of this? And then we ask the crowd and you know, we gather all these metrics and whatever. And then if the teams that win, we check them out and do a little due diligence to make sure that they're, they're cool. Although we've done that for four or five companies already that are probably going to win, but we don't know yet. Um, And then if they win, then we put them into the accelerator program, which brings in, you know, quarter million dollars in funding and services, you know, typical accelerator, um, you know, that helps them get where they want to go faster. So, so it's worked really well so far. So our big thing now is if you're a startup and you want a quarter million dollars worth of stuff plus our help and a week-long hyper accelerator program, plus two years of our help, plus a hundred thousand dollars from Amazon, uh, 10,000 from Pow, 10,000 from DataArt, yes. you know, <laughs> so if you need software development, you need great design, you need M&A assistance, you need somebody to help you raise a couple million dollars, um, you know, uh, you need, you know, AWS, who doesn't need AWS? Um, you know for free uh then you know this is a great program for you so all you do is go to midstarter.com top of the page it says enter the medmo challenge uh so it's medmo 17 is the hashtag you can also follow there love it Um, so yeah and then the then you get on stage november 30th so less than a month away so you got i think the deadline is the 14th all Uh, right
1: well uh, we're uh, gonna have to air this sooner than sooner than I thought
0: <laughs> <laughs> well Which we actually thought. we actually tend to do rolling admissions, so we'll we say that there's a deadline on the fourteenth, but the way crowd funding works and the way crowd challenges work with the way we run them, not that there anybody else runs them but but uh yeah, so um the way crowd challenges work and incidentally, if you go to crowdchallenges.com, that takes you right to the the whatever the current challenges um is that. It's whoever is first come first funded usually, but you can get there and in four days have a great campaign and get a great couple of partners and pilots. And those are the real, you know, critical determinants of success in our view. Uh, you know, and, and it's usually a generative cycle, lots of little things leading to bigger things. So first the patient or, you know, friends or family, or whatever, will click the like button and the follow button. And then if you get out to like a lupus advocate or whatever, and then she'll like it, and then she'll share it with her community of 40,000 lupus advocates, and that'll bring in a 1,000 people to look at it. And of those 1,000 people, 15 of them like it, and then we'll say, I want to try this. And that's going to bring in the doctors, which then brings in the partners and the pilots, and then eventually the investors. And someday, if you're lucky, a hospital will come and say yes. Actually, no, the hospital will never say yes. But, okay, yes, they do sometimes. But it's only after all of this other stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So. Sorry, I, I have a long habit of picking on hospitals.
1: No, it's all good. And so, listeners, there you have it. If you're a startup looking to get some support, some funding, this is the place to go. Go to medstarter.com. Uh, we'll provide a link there for you to in, in the show notes. You just have to go to, uh, to outcomesrocket.com slash Alex F. That's A-L-X-F. And uh, you'll see the show notes as well as a link to this uh, this challenge. So, Alex, time flies when you're having fun. I'd like to just ask you for uh, just some closing thoughts and then a, the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you.
0: Sure. Um, I say closing thoughts is, you know, keep on innovating. You know, I mean, so it's so easy to get into the rut. You know, I don't care if you're a nurse's aide or a CIO or, and I've been both, um, you know, but if you've got a better idea for bedpans or if you've got a better idea for managing data or, you know, helping patients do better, just, just keep on thinking. And, you know, if it, there's, there's so many resources now available compared to, you know, when I was a kid. Um, so, so, you know, go to your local meetup group, you know, uh, if you want to start a meetup group, it's very easy to do. Um, so, and, and you don't have to use Meetup if you want. You can use actually Med Starter uh, communities, uh, which, which we launched this summer. So you can start a Med community in your your neighborhood. Um, so, so yeah, uh, just go out there and do something. Don't just, don't just uh, you know, continue on the straight and narrow. You know, feel free to wander, and make new things. That's it.
1: Love it, Alex. And what's the best place that the listeners could uh, get in touch with you, MedStarter?
0: You know, I, I love I love talking to startup entrepreneurs and partners and customers. So call five three zero Med Starter, and that's there's no e in that. So five three zero M E D S T A R. Actually, you don't have to do the T R, but anyway. So uh, 530-633-7827. and you'll usually if you know you hit the right buttons, get through to me. Which because I honestly. If you're not spam, I'm more than happy to talk to any startup at any time. Um, and this is, you know, a shout out to Todd Park. He did this first when he was CTO of HHS, and he said, anybody who wants to talk to me, anybody who wants me to come to their event, just call me up. I'm there. So you can do that. You can also email Alex at medstarter.com. Uh I'm happy to come to your city, run a contest, uh, or have you up on the site or something like that. So we're making our 2018 schedule. So far we got Miami, uh, Vegas, of course, uh, and Santa Clara, uh, San Diego, and, and maybe your town. We got to do Texas at some point. For sure. Yeah,
1: and you got to come to Chicago too, man.
0: I was in Chicago last summer. Yeah, we got to be there. Wait. We, we got to be there. Yeah. We ran the AMA, uh, healthy innovation, a healthy your nation challenge there. That's what we just won It matter. I love Chicago.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. it matter. Yep. Well, hey, maybe we will. Alex, I really want to say thank you. Listeners, take Alex up. The, the The man just shared his number, for God's sake, and his email address. So if you're a startup looking to make it to the next level, this is the time. Act on this now. And, and uh, again, Alex, just want to say thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Uh, looking forward to staying in touch.
0: My pleasure. Thank you.